This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Will Mavity's interview with the Oscar-nominated makeup designer for The Whale, Adrian Murat. Do you forget the feeling? People are incapable of not caring. All right, so Adrian, you've done a lot of effects makeup work, but this was particularly audacious by the looks of it. How much prep time did Darren give you? And uh, what were kind of the early conversations like when he was like, hey, I want to do this very, very aggressive makeup-based production? The, the, the very first conversation, so Darren gives me a call. Um, and he's, he's like, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So, and, and Darren, like, if you, I don't know if you know his movies a little bit and follow like who works on his movies, but he always works with the same core group of people. So Mm -hmm. whether it's me, his makeup artist, uh, DOP production designer and stuff. So he, he was like, Adrian, we, this is shit time. This was this is probably that's those are my words, not his. So those are bad times. <laughs> and uh and with the pandemic, but we have a golden opportunity in the sense that every one of our group is available because all of their production that we're working on have been shut down. So everybody's available. I have a small project, it's a uh it's based on a play, so it just takes place in one location. There's very few characters. And we can shoot that like very quickly. I'd like to shoot this in five weeks from now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was like, okay, all right. Uh, t- t- send me the script. Uh, tell me more. And uh, I'll send you the script. I'll send you a, a video of the play it's based on. And uh, let's uh, let's talk tomorrow. And uh, so I read the script. I was like, okay. Hmm. Then I realized, okay, that character. He's the main. It's, it's not like a character he's the main character in the movie small cast uh then i understood what the the premise was i was like it's not some sort of like a gross out comedy where where the uh where those kind of makeups have been done in the past and if they're not perfect they they you have the filter of the comedy filter to uh to rely on right, uh, right. to fall back on if you know 
And then I was like, okay. And then, then uh, I, then I called him back and I said, okay, you want to shoot this in five weeks? And because I'm already going into like a problem solving mode at that point, I'm like, how can we, how we can pull this off in five weeks. And I'm uh, looking at the play they were using, uh, you know, like the kind of uh, usual body padding kind of thing that, and uh, with long sleeves and high collar to hide as much of the of the body as possible. And I was, and then Darren explains to me that they've been in contact with a, uh, a group that you might have to do some research on that. But I think it's obesity coalition, action coalition, and uh, and they're because of the sensitive nature of the material and the play, uh, they want to do they they want to treat the, the material with as much uh, empathy and and respect mm -hmm. and and as close to reality as possible. And they've done all those research about how, like, people living that kind of condition, like, are the way they dress for for practical reasons. And I realized that a lot of the skins can be exposed, uh, yeah. not only like in terms of ample colors and and uh, like his legs and his arms, and then then uh, and then he's oh, and by the way, I want to shoot him nude in this in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh my god! <laughs> and. Um, and then that that's when and, and uh, I started to, taking antidepressant pills and uh, <laughs> I, I fell hard into drugs. <laughs> and and, and uh, he uh, no, but then I was like, dude, we can't do that in five weeks. This is yeah. gonna you're like you're you're gonna do do me this service and you're gonna kill your movie. Mm -hmm. Like if this if this makeup is not only like not perfect in its execution. But if it's if it's also like a distraction in any way, like if it's if it's it's a distraction because it's something you don't want, like because one, it's bad, like obviously, mm -hmm. then then it's it's not a good thing. Or if it's too show offy, even in the way, like it becomes like makeup effectsy bonanza show off thing. Then mm -hmm. then it's also like a distraction, and you need to you need to be shocked at seeing. Brendan Fraser in that state, and then immediately forget that he's wearing prosthetics, and right. he just becomes Charlie. That's that's the thing, and um, and uh, I was like, dude, don't get so. After a little bit of a back and forth, we ended up with twelve weeks to to do the build. <laughs> I mean, that's still <laughs> for this build. I mean, that's still a pretty yeah, short yeah. time, but yes, it's not five. So it's that's... not five. That's that's right, exactly. Yeah. Isn't isn't that the way you need to negotiate things? Like, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. here, I'll give you two dollars to build a thing. Uh, how about a hundred? You get fifty. Oof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, how many um, how many suits did you build for him ultimately? Because obviously, they have different colorations throughout the film. I assume, and I imagine wow. there's a lot of wear and tear too, right? Good eye, good eye. Be, that was one of the that was one of the overwhelming challenges of the of the uh, of, of this project is not not only everything that we've mentioned before, but the fact that the movie takes place over a week and every day of the week is health is dwindling. I'm assuming you saw the movie. Yeah, uh, health is dwindling, and and by the end he's really sickly. He's on the, the verge of of dying. So the the coloration and the texture of the suit, well, the suit, the body prosthetics changed every day. So we need to have not only new prosthetics, but new 
uh, new facial prosthetic, but same thing for the body pieces that needed to be have its own color scheme as the evolution of as the week went through. Uh, and and that that went on with not only like with the coloration, but even like the amount of hair that he had, like he was losing hair on his arms as it oh, went. Wow. A crazy amount of detail. And uh, and uh, so we had uh, we shot for 45 days plus about like five, six days of um, of makeup tests. So about like between 52 and 55 uh, copies of the pieces that we oh, had. We had, but we had three or four substructure for the body that we had made, and those those were made. Uh, it was just you know when when you're working on a project like this, you're basically doing working prototypes mm-hmm. because of the time that you have to to build. You have ideas on how to build things, but often there's barely enough time to get the first prototype out, and once and then and then you. And then you go on set with it and hope that it works. And by the end of the project, you're like, okay, next time I, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't do it this way, or I would, I would use certain elements of what I've done. So one of those ideas that we had, uh, Kathy C, who was the co-owner of the shop, uh, who took care of all the hair work in the, in, in the movie and, and was in charge of building the substructure for the, um, overseeing the substructure of the, the fabrication of the, of the body. Uh, one of our team members, Danny, uh, came up with the idea of using some stuff that's used. Normally, how it's made is um, in, in previous movies is done with a star, either styrofoam beads mm-hmm. or I've seen uh, glass beads, but not too often. Beans, I've seen. It's just so that it has a little bit of weight, a little bit of weight and a little bit of yeah. movement. But Danny had, came up with the idea of using stuff that's called Orbeez. I don't know if you ever seen those. They're like kind of like gelatin grains that you immerse in water and they soak up the water and become like little transparent water bees. Like there's mm. nerve guns now that use that. And you see people potted plants in that. So it's clear gelatin beads that that so they're soaked up with water and they they're gelatinous. So they they're really like they they simulate flesh really well. And we encase that in um in pouches and we use it. But the problem is that it's water. It's super heavy, mm. so just that structure itself was uh, was um, like about 40, 50 pounds. Oh my god! And then I ha- and then I had like the brilliant idea of uh, like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll do everything that's been done before, and because he needs to be in the shower, uh, the 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 normal like foam latex prosthetics that are used. They've always been used in, in movie making for those kind of costumes before or makeups. Are we're not could have been used, but but it's foam latex, so it's foam. It's a it's a sponge. So mm-hmm. if you go into water, it's just going to soak up the water and just fall apart. So I was like, okay, we're going to build the body pieces with the same material that we're that uh, that we're doing the face with. It's just silicone. Silicone is great. It moves pretty well. It looks great because it has the same kind of translucency that you can uh, control that skin has, but it's insanely heavy. So a gallon, is, just to give you an idea, a gallon of silicone is is very similar in in in, uh, in in weight to a gallon of oil. So take the two. Now there is, I don't know how many gallons we had, but just like each arm ended up being fifteen pounds each. <laughs> well, yeah, fifteen pounds. I can lift. I, I can lift fifteen pounds, but 
have your arms doing that all day long. Every time yeah. you lift your arm, it's 15 pounds. It's, it was a workout for Brendan. The legs oh were 40 God. pounds each. So, so the full thing was over 200 pounds. Oh my it God. Was, this episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. So when he's struggling to get up, that's not just acting. Like that's... It, it, totally. And, and this is where it's interesting because we also made like lightweight versions of it for days where he's more dressed up when his daughter Ellie comes and visits him. And I was like, oh, he's going to be happy. To, and he tried it on. He was like, no, this is not the character. Hmm. This is not like, I did. this is not Charlie. So he went with the super heavy pieces. The thing that, but it's not all about like, yes, it helped him. But a lot of the performance is not to take away from this performance because I have videos like with all of these awards and all that stuff. Like I started looking at, at early video tests that we had done when we first show, uh, showed up at Newburgh with uh, and, and tried it on in Brandon. And it's very interesting to see the, 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 uh, the transformation to the character with time and when he found it. Because the first time he tries it on, and you can tell that somebody's struggling to, to walk with all that weight on the yeah. shoulders, as anyone would do. Yeah. And, uh, but it's not Charlie. He's walking around with somebody with all that weight. But all the subtleties that he added, all the movements by studying people, Mm-hmm. like living with that kind of condition he actually found all the subtleties and he made our inner pieces of rubber and made it come to life in a beautiful way and that's just like brilliant acting and he just he just helped it he just helped helped us selling our makeup that's really yeah. what he did it's very cool so you mentioned uh, you mentioned hair earlier, and obviously you mentioned you shedding, but also I was curious about top the top of his of head, head too. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Well, uh, we made in the shop like we we always we always knew that because if we if we finish the prosthetics like just around his hairline, that's often something that you that you see with with other makeups, which to me removes some of the, of the reality of the thing. So if you stop it here, you're gonna end up like not a gradual uh, tapering of the pieces. And so it was always intended for us to go and shave the side of his head. Again, like thanks to Brandon for <laughs> letting us do that. So we shaved the top of uh, the side of his head, like all the way to the top here. So all of that was shaved so that we could put the pieces on. And then I decided like, it would be nice to thin, thin down the top of his, of his hair even. Mm-hmm. So you just have this poof of... Of head of hair on top of his head. That's all he had, and he was shaved on the side. And then Anne Marie, our hairdresser on set, Anne Marie Bradley, she went in and with a uh, like nail scissors, like those tiny cuticle scissors, she went and cut hair one at a time between oh each hair until we got like the right density of hair that we want that we wanted. Thinner in the back. Like a little bit full in the, on the top, but still a lot less than what Brandon normally has. Mm-hmm. And uh, just doing that took like 
three, four hours just to find the right amount of hair, like one hair at a time. I was, oh uh, God. it was great. <laughs> oh man. So, um, you know, while we're on the topic of his head and his face, um, yes, this is a performance where Brendan needs to really be able to emote a lot. And obviously you have a lot of padding around his jaw and his neck how did you find the right materials and textures to make sure that Brendan's face could really still express? It, it was, it was, yeah, it was so important to me. And, and not only was important to me, but, but also I had like, uh, that was my, my almost sole direction from Darren early on. He was like, dude, this is like, Brendan's cool is, is his acting and his face do not interfere with that you you cannot in any way whatsoever uh, stop him uh, in uh inhibit his, his his abilities to emote so that's the, the the only thing so one of the thing that we've done in this movie which was great so there, there's a few there's a few factors coming in there's experience with those kind of make well with makeup in general and knowing where to end the prosthetics so that it it will give us uh, the morphology that I'm that I'm after, that I'm seeking. So the shape mm -hmm. of this face I'm seeking, and knowing where to stop the pieces exactly, and stay away from his mouth exactly at the right space, or how to sculpt the pieces with the right folds, the right volumes, so that they they will not only uh, not block his abilities to act, but perhaps even enhance it. Mm. So that, that comes with experience. Uh, the other thing that, that was amazing is that because we were in times of COVID, we didn't have access to Brandon, which sounds crazy. Um, oh. would be <laughs> to even like uh, go into, into a project like that. So normally what you do when you start a project like that, you have the actor flying to your, to your shop or if, we, if you live in town, that's even better. But, and then you're going to do full body casting and head cast and hand cast and all that stuff. And then you pour that in plaster and resin, and then you sculpt with clay on top. And that's, that has been true up until the whale and whale <laughs> changed everything. In the last five, six years, we've been doing a lot of in-house testings at the shop with 3D printing and 3D imaging. Mm and 3D sculptures. And there's a bunch of technical reasons why it hadn't been done before because consistency in 3D prints, quality of 3D prints, uh, like is, uh, you can do stuff like the movie Megan that we've done just before that just came out. Mm -hmm. but, but doing stuff that's where you have like a, a seamless transition where the pieces are so thin that they perfectly blend to the skin into a seamless, like completely, completely concealed into the skin where it blends into it. It's, it's a very hard technological threshold to pass, but because I'm, I'm a fan of the technology, I see the potential. I've been working hard at my shop to try to break that, that barrier. And we have done some tests in-house that were super promising where I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then, and then I was like, when the whale came up and we didn't have access to Brandon, I was like, this is the time to do it. Like mm. and I've worked with with Dan five times before. Uh, he's gonna understand. Hopefully, he's gonna understand <laughs> if we fail, and he's gonna call me back again. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we uh, so I sent a producer to uh, Brenda's place with an iPad 
with a uh, three scanner mounted on him and in his driveway scanned him sent me the data back to my place and then i cleaned up the stuff and with the help of reference pictures i was able to do a pretty good 3d model of, of brandon then all the prosthetics were sculpted digitally 3d printed and 3d molded and for the first time ever it's done and i was uh, at first i was kind of talking openly with other makeup artists about it and everybody was like you did what <laughs> how and i was like well okay i can't talk about this anymore and i'm gonna wait <laughs> until the movie comes out <laughs> and uh and uh but doing it in the computer was allowing me to actually kind of slice the sculptures and look on a micron level to see what the thickness of each piece everywhere and making sure that it was not going oh, to so crazy to 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 block brandon's ability to 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 act so i was checking out every layer around the mouth around the the, the nasal labial folds around his eyes making sure that around his cheeks and i was able to either distort or bring it down depending on 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 if i thought that it was going to block him and this has never been done before i am sure that this is a new era starting with the whale in makeup effects everybody's going to want to do that in the future that is unbelievably cool that okay it's it's nice to see know that i'm witnessing history in the making yeah. i guess yeah well, I think we're about out of time, but thank you so much, Adrian. Um, yeah, you mentioned your Megan work. I really enjoyed that. Before I go, <laughs> is there anything else you're working on that I get to look forward to seeing your handiwork in? Uh, yeah, we're uh, actually, it's just going, it's completely different direction, but we're going to be uh, working on a, uh, on a super gross out slasher movie uh Eli Roth is finally doing is a Thanksgiving movie that was uh oh my god do, do, you, do you remember that from the, the yeah Grindhouse from Grindhouse yeah That's right. oh my god so, yeah so we're doing that oh my god I can't wait to hear that okay thank uh, you so much Adrian <laughs> of course thank you Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Will Mavity's interview with the makeup designer for The Whale, Adrian Marat, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Adrian is nominated for an Academy Award for Best Makeup and Hairstyling for The Whale, alongside Judy Chin and Anne-Marie Bradley, and is up for your consideration for this year's Academy Awards. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. But you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast. 
a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.